Welcome, everybody, to another episode, yet another episode of Sharpen That Axe, a podcast dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player. And boy, do we have a lovely, lovely show in store for you today. Uh, we've got some gear talk. We've got our Lick of the Week. We've got a fantastic interview with Andy from, I'm going to even pronounce the name of the band. It's in Latin. Um, <laughs> John, Morris, our Latin. Yeah. Uh, you, you were going to say? You were going to say? No, no, John, I was going to ask you to pronounce it because apparently you have a minor in Latin. I do. I do. Well, it's technically a minor in classics. It just means I took Latin and Greek. So, but yes, Mors Principium Est would be the the name of the band. That's, that's the one I can say the first word and then yeah, the second word. You, m- you might say it Principium as well. That, yeah. But yeah. there you go. <laughs> cool. So yes. And, so, and, yeah. So, yeah. So we are here to talk guitars, players, etc. Uh, so we are going to start it off with Lick of the Week. As always, John, any hints? Any hints? Um, you know what? I think you might actually get this one. So, <laughs> for once. Okay. <laughs> cool. Done. Done. cool. All right. Let's All right. go for it. I could, I, I could listen to that all day. That is gorgeous. Yes, that is Chet Atkins, right? Yes, of course. Yes, uh, the Yay. one, the only uh, that might certified. Be, might be the first time any one of us has actually gotten the lick of the week. <laughs> In about a year, anyway, I'd say. Uh, yes, that is. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, everybody knows what Chet Atkins sounds like. I mean, in yeah. the guitar world, he is. A fin- was a fantastic player, uh, certified guitar player, uh, session player extraordinaire. Uh, John, why have you picked this lick for us, this lick of the week for us this week? Um, so this is from Chet Atkins' first single, actually, Mr. Sandman. So Mr. Sandman was popularized, it was a tune popularized by the Cordettes, um, and then he has this awesome acoustic, well, uh, this awesome solo guitar version of it. Um, yes. I guess it's not entirely solo, but you know what I mean. Chord melody. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Is that the phrase? Okay. <laughs> Chord melody. Cool. Yeah. So he, this was, like I said, his first single, his first kind of big breakthrough. Um, and kind of that sort of launched him into his deal with Gretsch, where he was a design consultant, his deal with oh. RCA. Um, he ended up working with the Carter family. Um, so like this kind of was his big like uh launching point here so right ended up yeah ended up working there and, and helping as a producer essentially build that classic nashville sound now this lick in particular i just love one this is from a live performance where oh. he, yeah so um i think it was from the uh i could be wrong i think it was on the yeah actually i'm not sure but i think it might have been the eddie and arnold show so which i have no idea correct me if i'm wrong please by all means bombard us with comments (laughs) if you do know it's it'd be better for all of us but what's cool about this is it happens to capture a little bit of his spontaneity that little lick at the end is just oh it's gravy beautiful yeah yeah so good um those arpeggios are amazing like you said, 
very, very influential and referred to himself as a certified guitar player. That was. Yeah, that was weird. I think it's only him, him and Tommy Emmanuel that are, you know, certified guitar players or whatever. Yes. But like how he just made it up and just kind of ran with it, which is like right. nobody else could get away with that. Um, I think I think he bestowed the title on Jerry Reed as well. Oh yes, so, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll give it we'll give it to those guys. Well, we've <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I've had Jerry Reed as one of my looks of the week before. So he, yeah, I think yeah, that was he's a couple, weeks, couple episodes ago. For people that don't know Jerry Reed, uh, I only learned this recently. He is the uh, evil football coach in the film The Waterboy, and also an incredible <laughs> guitar player. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's no, neither did I. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's actor, uh, one of those guys in the fifties that could just do do everything and was on television all the time. Um, yeah, so sweet. Yeah, great choice. I'm, I love. I could listen to Chet Atkins all day. Honestly, that I mean, he is the reason why I've tried and failed many times to pick up the thumb pick and try and do that. Ugh, so I can't do it, man. It's just it's so awkward. It's so awkward. It's just like alien. I don't know how people. I have a friend that has stuck with it well enough to play a few songs with it. And I'm just like, how do you even get to that level? Your like, friends it's just, weird. I don't yeah, know. I know. Too much time, Tracy. <laughs> if you're listening, um, sweet. So cool. So you wanted to talk about it. You right before we started, you surprised me with a, a bit of gear news that you want to talk about. So um, hit me, John. Yeah. So. Uh, I came across something on our music radar uh, website. Well, not our, but on the music radar website. And yes. it, it little, hey, check out this new acoustic guitar. Mm. And it's by Court. Now, yes. here in the US, you don't see too many Court guitars. They're kind of an oddity, and you wouldn't even really know what to do with it. Are they good? Are they bad? Who knows? Yeah. It's like I said, it's an oddity. You'd see much more Schecters and Ibanez and all sorts of other things at just a random music shop or or Yamaha's even for that matter. But Court just isn't one that gets a lot of play. However, I noticed while in Ireland, you see a lot more of those over there, right? Yes, uh, I worked in a music. Well, I, I did um, work experience as part of my fifth year in college at a, a music store in Limerick, and I'd say fifty percent of the guitars were courts. Like they are a very reliable, quite cheap go-to beginner guitar here. But you bringing this up, I was really surprised that court still exists. It's it's kind of an obscure brand. <laughs> no, no, no. I really am like no no real famous player plays them, and right. like they do make nice guitars. A friend of mine had a court bass back in when I was a young and it was a beautiful bass guitar like really really well made um as we said they're, they're Korean but yeah it's it's bizarre like who plays these but uh that uh, guitar you sent me the, the video of it looks gorgeous like it's got the fishman built in and um, this the model is the OC6 um so it's it's like a kind of a smaller body dreadnought acoustic um yeah really really nice stuff right at solid solid spruce top uh mahogany back and sides ebony fretboard but it looks gorgeous it's a, a little bit smaller size sounds fantastic i was just kind of surprised because again it's one that i've come across occasionally but i just i wasn't quite sure what to make of it to be honest yeah one thing i really like about the show is it kind of gives us a chance to spotlight these more obscure brands that are away from the bigger you know the the big boys and yeah it, it's weird to just to say that this is still going and they're i mean if you have a grand to spend on an acoustic guitar you know you, 
you, you're not going to gravitate towards a court, but who knows if you played one of these in the store, it looks like a really, really nice guitar, which you know, seems for that kind of price range, you know, for what you're getting, um, looks, looks, doesn't, you could do a lot worse. Well, and I think maybe that's, that's kind of it, right? Like the idea of bang for your buck. We talk about that a lot on this show. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it seems like to me what you get for a thousand dollars out of this court or 900 euro is going to be uh, significantly more or at least by about four or five hundred dollars more than what you would get out of a Martin or a Taylor. You know, so if you're yeah. if you're trying to stay right around that thousand dollar and it seems like it's probably a really good bet. Yes. No, I, I, I would agree. Um, no, cool. Thank, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, it's and it weird. looks like Bumblefoot plays court acoustics. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend uh, of the show. And uh, so does Yvette Young, apparently. Also friend really? of the show. Yeah. Okay, cool. Look at the we things should... you learned about court today. Not only do they still make guitars. <laughs> That's the biggest People that we interview thing. actually play them. So. Yes, but... There we go. Well, I, I, I'm going to have to rethink my perspective on court guitars. It's even just a weird name, court. It's just like yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like a terrible like metal that you would use to make shitty jewelry. They've got anyway, a lot of um, lot of Italian players too, which is interesting. Oh, mamma huh. mia! Um, sweet. Okay. Anyway, so moving on. on. Yes. <laughs> so this is going to be a very John heavy episode, but John. Um, so our guest Andy Gillian. Uh, he is a shred guitar extraordinaire. Um, you, you approached him for an interview and he was more than happy to come on and he was a fantastic guest. I really, really enjoyed getting to meet him and chat all things guitar. I, I, his enthusiasm just exuded from the very start. I, I really, really um, thought he'd be a great guy. Um, but what, what, you know, what convinced you to, to ask him to be on the show? Well, it was, to be honest, I found out about his band from a student who was into melodic death metal and mellow death mellow death is what he called it yes, <laughs> yes. um and technical death metal so they, those two things kind of cross breed pretty frequently and then he's also friends uh with yvette young so i see a lot of those those like oh, group sweet. chats and things where um and and so it was kind of like hey i know he's been working on this solo project i thought it was kind of a cool testament to what he'd been doing just with his time and like, Hey, I've been working on this for three years. Sometimes yeah. it takes three years to put a project together, people. So that's okay. And getting this thing out there, super excited to have it out there and he's just ready to go. So great guitarist, just melt your face off kind of guitarist. So definitely so, yeah. check out, um, check out his new album, check out the band if you're into melodic death metal. So there you go. That's my two cents. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. I don't know what else. What do you want? Here's the interview. People? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Play the interview. All right. So here we go. And we are here with Andy Gillian. Um, Andy, welcome to the show. Uh, John told me about uh, your, your music and who you were a few weeks ago. And man, it's, it's, it's so cool to actually have you on. I've um, been following you on the gram and on YouTube. And it's so great to see you've got a new album coming out. Um, so would you like to tell us, our, tell us and our guests, uh, our, sorry, our listeners, it's 8 a.m. here and I'm <laughs> playing, drinking, role-playing board games until stupid oh, o'clock. Wow. So yeah, oh, I know. Sounds, we'll, we'll get that in. sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it, it was, but not so much now. 
Um, <laughs> so you've got your um, your fourth album coming out very soon. Is that right? Uh, God, yeah. I'm trying to think what number album. I guess I've got quite a few albums. I'm just trying to yeah. piece together where, which number this would be as an official release. Um, so yeah, the reason I guess the reason you're up so early is because I'm now living in Australia. Yeah. So I moved here a couple of years ago from the UK. Um, so I've been living in Melbourne for a couple of years now, which is time zones are obviously screwed completely, but <laughs> we'll try and get through. I can see you're drinking coffee. I just had a coffee and I don't handle caffeine very well. So I'm a little bit cheery at the moment, so <laughs> bear with me. Um, but yeah, um, okay, so I've, I guess I've released three official albums with Mors Principium S, uh, the band, and this will be, yeah, I guess, I'm working on my fourth with the band at the moment, actually. Um, but this, this album in question, the solo album, um, which is called Never After, would, is, is gonna be coming out before the next Moore's album, so. Uh, yeah, November 15th, so that's coming out. And I'm pretty, pretty damn excited about it, actually. How long have you been working on it? Um, probably th over three years. Um, oh, but okay. honestly, I honestly feel like it's been my whole life I've been working towards <laughs> putting a solo album together like this. It's just been a long time coming, you know? In terms of the writing, like especially the guitar parts, how does the, um, the writing of the solo stuff differ to the stuff with the band? Um, I think it differs mainly because I'm not having to talk to VLA, the singer from, from the band Moore's Principium Mess. I'm kind of, I would work with him. No, I wouldn't say co-write because I obviously write all that stuff myself, but then he kind of co-produces it and basically says if he hates it or not. <laughs> so I guess it differs in that I'm completely boundless in terms of what I want to achieve musically with my solo project. Uh, with the band, it's very, it's actually quite difficult with the band at the moment because, well, it's always been difficult in terms of writing because it has to sound like Moore's Principium Mess. It has to sound the same uh, genre, you know, that Melodeth yeah. genre and the sound that the band has cultivated had to remain pretty true for the fans in order for yeah. people not to really backlash. And, you know, because we've got like a really good hardcore fan base. Um, so we don't, we don't want to, disappoint anyone we don't want to suddenly do an opeth and release a psychedelic <laughs> album you know so like, not with that attitude yeah <laughs> no i'm nothing against opeth i just think that we know we know what the band sound is and we kind of don't ever really want to stray from that too far um, that's great though but my yeah but my solo stuff is like it's a dream to work on that in a way because i'm I'm just writing from the heart. Nothing matters. Like there could be some jazz on there, maybe, you know, it just whatever is happening in my heart goes on that album. And that that's been it's it's just the truest way to write music for me, you know. That's, that's very awesome. cool. Very cool. Mm. And Je Jeff Loomis is uh he contributes to the album. Yes, he does a fine solo. Yeah, I saw that. That's, tracks, that's yeah. amazing. How is how yeah. is that working with him? Uh, incredible. Um, yeah, I, I bumped into him a couple of times on the road, um, just at festivals, backstage and stuff. And so, and I've always been a big fan of Jeff Loomis and that Nevermore. And yeah, um, so I loosely know Elisa as well from uh, singer from Arch Enemy. Arch Enemy now, yeah, cool. yeah, when when we we toured in 2013 with Elisa's old band, The Agonist. Yeah. So I, you know, I shared a bus for three weeks with Elisa. 
um, and got to know her quite well. And so there's some there were some connections there that you know I kind of could speak to Jeff and be like, "Do you want to do this?" And he was really keen to do it. Oh, so that's I can believe it. That's so cool. Yeah. I was I was scrolling through your Instagram feed. It's like that's Jeff that Jeff Loomis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. so cool. So was I. So was I. What the hell is he doing on my Instagram? What the hell happened there? Yeah. Amazing. That's fantastic. So yeah. with the with the release of the new album, then um, are you planning a tour at all for this? Or are you going to be able to to kind of do a little mini mini tour in support? You know, I'd love to do a tour. For, for my solo stuff, I have nothing in place yet. I would potentially look to do some clinics, maybe just just putting on the backing track and doing my own thing. To put to get a tour and to yeah. get a whole band together is a big feat, I think. Oh yeah, um, I'm not. I'm definitely not ruling that out. Um, nothing just yet. I'm just. I've just been so busy just trying to get this out. Sure. Uh, feels feels like I've been in labour for three years with it. <laughs> push it, push, push. My big uh, metal baby. Yeah. Um, so it's been quite interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, I will not rule it out. Will not cool. rule it out. Yeah. We were talking with um, Bumblefoot. Um, oh yeah. From, yeah. I, he, uh, he, when he, he was talking about doing clinics and he was doing clinics in Ireland and it really just sounded like he kind of would just show up at places with an iPod. It was yeah, like, no, I'm playing it. here today. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, okay. like he went, he played in like Athlone, which is like middle of, it's actually in the center of Ireland. Yeah. And I'm like, there is not a metalhead for uh, 200 miles. And yeah, you just, know, you're just like, no, I'm going to do a clinic here. I'm like, did people show up? And he's like, yeah. Imagine, um, but no, wait, imagine that. Imagine just getting a bus. Well, you don't even need a bus. You could drive. You it's a, just you and your iPod. Just drive you need around. A bicycle. Yeah, bicycle. <laughs> um, but actually, funny thing is, I saw Guthrie Govan. I, I fairly recently saw Guthrie Govan playing with Hans Zimmer. And Hans Zimmer's huge band and orchestra yeah. live. What? So, <laughs> But but like eight years ago or more, maybe even a decade ago, I saw Guthrie Govan playing exactly the same thing. He had an iPod with his with his album backing tracks, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, sorry guys, I'm just going to put my iPod on now and uh, just have a little jam." There were like eight people in the room. Right. I mean, it was incredible in Bristol when I lived in the UK. And I mean, yeah, that's that's how it's done if you're solo artist. I guess you can get away with that. And, and that was great. Guthrie Govan impression as well. I was. It felt, oh, like, it felt like he was here with us. <laughs> yeah, I felt it too. I felt like I, I transformed to Guthrie there for a second. Almost stroking my beard. Yeah. <laughs> Looking off into the distance, just thinking of guitars. Yeah. Um, sweet man. So in terms of like the day to day, um, would you would you like would you practice a lot? I mean, we we asked this question to pretty much every guest in terms of like a playing routine or a practice routine and the answers vary greatly some people are like i do not have time to practice i've got so much going on and some people are like oh yeah i practice every day and um, so yeah. in terms of your approach to that do you have an approach or is it just depend on how you're feeling on the day um i don't have i don't have a specific approach i don't wake up to the rocky theme tune and start you know <laughs> like, i don't have some montage every day glass of eggs yeah. yeah exactly yeah um, <laughs> although some people i'd have people believe that at times but i'm more i'm very much more you know i've got things to work on and that kind of comes first and i've always got a guitar in my hand or i'm orchestrating something on the computer like the tricky thing is to want to practice after you mm. spend a whole day writing music mm -hmm, and yeah. also listening to music kind of goes out the window a little bit as well because yeah. people might go, oh, have you heard this new album? Like, well, 
I just spent 12 hours like writing music. So my desire to listen to music is not really there right now. So finding That's time good. to really enjoy playing guitar even for fun is difficult these yeah. days. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it comes in waves every now and then I'll just suddenly be like, oh, it's, it's 1 a.m. and I need to pick up the guitar and just jam to a backing track on YouTube. And I'll just go into my, my own world for an hour and it'll be like, you know, orgasmic. Um, but it, it's rare, it's quite rare these days. And I think it's really sad, but I, I have to just keep working on stuff. But your actual question, I guess, is do I practice a lot? Um, I don't know, because recording for me is practice. That's how I got good. I mean, yeah. that's, how, I don't, that's how I got really, you know, as a tight player. And that's when I, I jumped up in terms of, I guess, accuracy and things like that was repeatedly trying to record as tightly as possible. Um, so I think that's, that's the best practice you can really have. Uh, do I sit down and, and try and learn other people's songs very often? No, not really. And I, you know, I could probably be a much better guitar player if I did, but it's just a timing thing. I just feel like there's not, I'm quite thinly spread these days. Yeah, I, just, it, it, I do a lot of musical projects that aren't just guitar as well. So there's, that's a big time sink because suddenly I'm doing symphonies and things and it, you suddenly like oh, can't really spend the six hours a day I used to spend practicing as a teenager anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just just uh, touching on that in terms of your scoring and your composing, like you've done stuff for you know documentaries and and even like video games like Sword Surfer and Dude Man. Um, yeah. How is that? How do you find that process compared to you know writing your own uh, your your own original music, your own original output? Um, I love I love doing that stuff. And, mm. and it keeps everything fresh when you do that because yeah, yeah. I could be working on, I've, I've realized now working on several projects at the same time is that are different genres or different styles. That's actually a really great thing to do because once you get sick of writing for the band, you can go, oh, there's a really nice chilled out piano thing that someone needs me to do for a you know, TV commercial or something. And then I'll do that. And then you, I'm never exhausting my inspiration really because I'll just quickly flip to something else. Um, so, yeah, I, I love to write for anything. I love to put on a mask and be that different composer. Suddenly now I'm, a, you know, writing a concerto for something. Amazing. Or suddenly now I'm, yeah, now I'm doing, you know, melodic death metal again, and I'm that guy. And I love to, for me, it's almost like acting. You know, you get to just perform as different characters. So I love it. I mean, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um, great. Uh, I mean, like in terms of like Finnish melodic death metal, just in terms of that as, as, a, as a genre, <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a more, uh, I mean, this band more specifically, they've been going since 1999. You joined yeah. in 2012 about? Something, uh, yeah, either 2012 or 2011. So I think it might have been 20. 11, yeah. and then the first album I wrote was 2012 release yeah mm. wow and how do you find that genre of music I mean in terms of uh, uh, playing it on a, such a regular basis and touring it and writing it I mean it's such a kind of a niche genre but also has such a massive following yeah it's, it's weird it's niche but it has a big almost the band had a huge underground following which wasn't it wasn't easy to know how many followers we had 
or the band had before I joined. But I was certainly a fan of the band before I joined, which is crazy to think. That's cool. Yeah, now I've written more for the band than you know the previous members did, and um, that's weird to me. I mean, I was like 15, 16 listening to the Unborn album while playing FIFA on the game. <laughs> you know, like, wow. Just saying, how did I get to here? Um, and it's only my friend who who was there playing those games with me, listening to the album that really nudged me and said, you've got to join, you've got to, you know, they sent this thing out saying that members, old members had left, they need a new guitarist, songwriter. And I thought nothing of it. You know, I'm just some bedroom guitarist from England. You know, they're not going to want me. But in the end, I, I think there were about 500 applicants and I was chosen in the end. Which, wow. Yeah, blew my mind, yeah. Um, in terms of the genre, I don't know. It was just another, like I said, it was just another thing I thought I could do. I never really... I think I just, I've had this drive to do music and to do just anything musical. Uh, there's never been any doubt. I've never been, but there's certain things in life I'm not confident about, but when it comes to music, someone could say, oh, I need, we, I don't know if you do this thing, but we kind of need this like Mongolian throat singing <laughs> tribal thing. Would you, do you have any experience doing that? And I'll be like, sure i can do that and i'll just do it like i, I don't know why, i don't know but i'll make it work and like it's funny i had some london-based production company tv production company come to me and ask if i could do indie what was it indie uh military indie and what, what, what is that said, well exactly right so but of course i said yeah i'll do that yeah and um Everyone, my girlfriend's like, what's military indie? And like my other composing friends were like, what's that? And then I just made, I just sang something in my head, put it on my, record it on my phone. Cause that's how I write the majority of my music now. I just record it on my phone, me singing. Mm. And I then sent it to my friends and my girlfriend and everyone just went, yeah, that, that's what <laughs> military indie is. Like, and it just, yeah. <laughs> it just worked. I just, I love, I love the challenge. I, apparently it worked. I don't know. I don't know what I wrote, but it worked. You Creating your own genres. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Amazing. So in terms of like, we're, we're kind of gear nerds here. And in terms of like gear, are you very precious about it? Um, I saw you were, you know, you like Kiesel guitars. Is that who you're playing with? Um, or who, who are you playing? With? Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing Kiesel guitars, but um, I do like, I do very much like Kiesel guitars. I don't have, I'm not really tied down to any, any brand, but, um my my favorite guitar is my custom demoness guitar which is made by a guy called dylan in in bristol which is my hometown in, in england yeah um so you'll pretty much see me with that guitar for the majority of well and pretty much any video you'll see me playing that guitar i have a prs custom 24 which i love as well but um yeah the demoness is my baby really nice Nice. Yeah. And are you are you very particular about amps or pedals or I suppose it's just plugins? I suppose if you're doing like composing. Uh, well, yeah. Um, I use predominantly. I use my still use my XFX two for nice. pretty much everything. So um, I've also got a Moore. I tour with a Moore G two hundred, which is oh, yeah. pretty yeah. pretty small, pretty cheap, but just does its trick. Yeah, I just plug straight into the PA with that. Brilliant! Oh, wow. that's fantastic! Yeah. Yeah. As far um, as your composing goes, what, what tools do you use for that? 
Uh, well, I, I do everything in Cubase um, and I've just got too many plugins to name, too many BSDs sure. to name, but like, you know, <laughs> orchestral plugins like, uh, you know, any of the Cine, Cine strings stuff is fantastic. Omnisphere 2 is just unbelievable library. You can do anything with that. Um, and I still use Alicia's keys, which is the VS. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's bright pink yes. when you open it up and it's just, the, it's the best piano VST. It's the cleanest sound. But yeah, you just funny. become Alicia and, you know, go to, go to town. Amazing. So, I mean, in terms of, so you've got your, your album coming out in um, the middle of November, is that right? Uh, yep, November Brilliant. 15th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So, I mean, after that, I mean, have you, what are, what are your plans for the future? Sorry to sound like your mother. Um, <laughs> but I mean, have, you any, yeah. have you any, like, creative endeavors or are you going to tour with the band? Or I suppose you said you were putting together their next album, so. Yeah, um, um, yeah, okay, plans for the future. Well, uh, okay, well, you know, the band, the band stuff, I'm, I'm currently halfway through writing a new album for the band, so. Brilliant. Uh, I think we reckon sort of late, sort of autumn next year, hopefully that will come out. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and, and then the tours will probably follow that. So at the moment I'm just a bit busy writing it to do too many tours. Um, I'm also working on, I've got like a handful of projects at the moment. I'm working on a couple of games, which I can't really mention right now, but um, doing some game music again. and. I've got a project with a girl from the UK called Christina Marie, which we're trying to finalize, uh, which is, she's like an unbelievable vocalist. Um, she was the finalist on The Voice. Okay. I can't remember which year, a few years back. She should have won. It was between <laughs> her and some, someone, other guy, and for some reason he won it. Probably for the best, because I, th I don't think the winners ever get in. No, it's... Anywhere, that's... Really, do they? Yeah, no, so, it's... That that project's a weird mashup of like R and B and metal, and oh weird, <laughs> it's totally mad. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So if you think like Mariah Carey for one section, and suddenly Evanescence, and then suddenly some orchestral thing, I mean, it's mad. It's great. It's great fun. That sounds that sounds just kind of like a a sandbox for you to just play in. Just do yeah, it is. That's exactly it. It's so much fun, and she's just phenomenal. So it's a, it's a pleasure to work with her. She did some guest vocals on my solo album coming up she also did some guest vocals for moore's prince of Humans before as well okay so yeah um and then other than that i'm doing like a video game metal mashup original oh, man. album of my own stuff really cheesy 80s metal <laughs> computer game stuff. that sounds so, amazing yeah oh but i don't know where that's gonna fit in with anything because i've released like the, my solo album is this big orchestral metal you know real masterpiece type thing and then I kind of need to give a, a gap between that and this 80s kind of synth wavy metal thing. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is, but it's just fun. Much fun. Are we going to see you in like a huge curly wig at some point? Like, of course. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> of course, man. Yeah. And we'll have some spandex too. You'll, you'll be sell mm -hmm. selling spandex of doom, maybe? Yeah, spandex yeah. of doom's got yeah, to be a thing for sure. Yeah. Sad to see that the sock of doom is currently sold out. Yes, yes. It's yeah. a little disappointing. No more socks of doom. It's upsetting. It may return. It may make a grand return. We'll see what the demand's like. 
I like how we're giving the listeners no context. We're just I saying know, I know. <laughs> they can look nobody it up. Knows, yeah, nobody knows what we're talking about here, but you know. Um, amazing. Uh, well, th- thank you so much, Andy. I mean, that's uh, we really appreciate you um, fitting us into your busy schedule. We look really looking forward to the album. Um, so exciting! That Skyless track is a banger, and thank so you. yeah, it's it's you should be very proud. Um, thanks, a class. Well, thank you very much. Um, we'll uh, I suppose we'll wrap that up there. But uh, yeah, John, have you got any other questions? Uh, well, I, I figured we'd give him the, the chance to kind of tell people where they can find out more about him. That's no, there's all. no time now, of course. No Sorry. time. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, well, I mean, you guys can find uh, my music pretty much anywhere you'd expect to find music. But if you want to pre-order my album, um, www.andygillian.com. Uh, and you can follow me on Facebook. Every, everything's, everywhere I am is pretty self-explanatory. It's usually just Andy Gillian slash Andy Gillian. So you can find me on Instagram or, or Facebook or YouTube. Um, and yeah, the album's up for pre-order now and it'll be released on the 15th of November. And uh, I'm extremely proud of it and I hope everyone likes what they hear. Yeah, Fantastic. definitely get the uh, CD, T-shirt, digital download bundle. That's yes. That's my, yeah. my plug for it. Get, get all the <laughs> Thank <things>. you so <laughs> much. <laughs> Andy, thanks very much. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Cool. Cheers, Thanks. guys. Andy, thank you so much again for being on the show. That was uh, how has he? How does he do so much? How does he find time? I I don't know. It's just you look at his bio on his website, and it's just like, you know, he's a busy man, but he seems to really enjoy it, which is great. You don't have he's not like one of these guys who makes all these albums and has all these projects, and they're just like, I got so much going on. He's just like you know, bubbling with enthusiasm, which I really appreciated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and the fact too, like he dabbles in. I shouldn't say dabbles, but he does the orchestral stuff as well. You know, scoring video games and stuff for the BBC. He's he's a productive man. So, very yeah, busy well, dude. We could so, all learn something from him. Yeah, definitely pick up his album. Check out uh, his website, as well as all of his social media stuff. Highly recommend it. That those are yeah yeah he's yeah he's out there. those are the things. Go see the things. Go do the things. Go buy the merch. Words to live by. Uh, John, what have you been working on? So this will probably make you laugh a little bit if you think back to middle school and high school. I have a student right now who said, hey, I want to do a recording project. And I've been trying to figure out what I could do that I could sing and play guitar on. And that... Time of your life. Yeah. Time of your life. <laughs> Time of your life. Yes. Wonderwall. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so instead, we're doing the truck driving song by Weird Al. Do you know oh, this wow. one? Wow, I, I don't actually. Oh, but really? Any Weird Al. Oh, uh, <laughs> what? You don't know any Weird Al? I know, oh, no, I, I, I know Weird Al, but not as much as you do, John, uh, a man who is thinking of doing his college thesis on Weird Al. I, well, um, I did, do a, did I do a paper on him in a presentation or something? Yeah, I did. Yes, you did, you big fact. nerd. I, I don't uh, remember exactly what the context was. But anyway, uh, anyway, so so yeah, is this is this a song. is this a parody on a popular song or? It, well, it's it's one of his style parodies. So if you kind of think of like Conway Twitty and Convoy and that sort of thing, so it's got this kind of like country guitar stuff. But it's uh, <laughs> driving a truck with my high heels on. You know. <laughs> okay. So that's as much as you're gonna get out of me. I don't sing, but. Um, yeah, <laughs> have a listen to it. 
but it's got some just great classic kind of chicken picking licks to it. Uh, great. Okay, that, cool. That, that country sound. So I might be hitting you up for some chicken picking lessons there, man, because it's not something I do a whole lot of. But okay. it's, nevertheless, there's no sheet music for it. There's no tablature. So guess Fun. who gets to tab it out? Well, there, there are worse things. I there mean, are you, worse you, things. You go from tech death to weird out. You know, you can, you can do a lot worse. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, so, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah that's, was, that's, is, that's, Jim West, is Jim West on the original friend of the show? Yes. Yes, he Great. is, as a matter of fact. There's some oh, beautiful. videos of him playing it, too. So fantastic. But oh, yeah, I, I think I, I might have that. to email him and just be like, hey, <laughs> playing this? Remember that song you recorded? Like, when was it recorded? It was like 99 or 2000 yeah, or something. Sure. Yeah, it was a long time ago. 20 years ago, people. Dear Lord. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, what about you? How are you Whoa. keeping your fingers busy? So, well, yeah, um, typing write-ups for the world's biggest wedding website in my spare time, in my, you know, <laughs> my, as my main job. But in my spare time, I am, uh, yeah, okay, so I... I, I I don't want to say I nailed Panama, but I got Panama down. I sent you a video. Yeah, I saw and, that. And you know, it wasn't it. It's it's a hard song. It's it's hard to the, that that bluesy run, pentatonic run at the start, uh, where he's essentially sweeping down through the uh, first box of the pentatonic scale. It's difficult. Like it, it's it's a difficult yeah. time singing. You know, but I, it's it's a burst essentially. So I got that down, and I, just even like with the little whammy bar flutter that he does in it, I'm just I'm not used to that. So it was fun to to, to learn that. But I've you know built a bridge over the Panama Canal, if you will. Um, so I am, right, thank you. I was expecting a bigger laugh. Um, so now for my uh, solo Sunday that I'm working on this this week, as friends of the show, uh, I have a, a solo Sunday series on my Instagram channel where I try and learn a solo every week and put it up. Uh, so this week is something a bit different. It's by um, the world's greatest bar band, uh, The Hold Steady. Uh, they have the song called Lord, I'm Discouraged. And it's like this, like, you know, it's about this girl getting clean and it's kind of like a really like optimistic song. And then this face melter of a solo comes in out of nowhere and i'm like it really shows that how an electric guitar solo can you know even today just like really braise up a song so i've always wanted to learn it so there's no tabs there's a couple of versions of people doing it on youtube and they're wrong so i've been sitting down and having that out and it's actually been a lot of fun uh, it's nothing too crazy but it's you know there's some fast runs in it so yeah i'm having fun with that also, I'm currently working on a project, which I probably shouldn't be talking about, but I'm going to do a run of uh, videos on Instagram in which I play through my favorite Carly Rae Jepsen songs. Because um, Carly Rae Jepsen, I feel, is one of the most melodic songwriters. I swear to God. John, don't you? Oh, yeah. So anyway, what I'm going to do, and I've started writing this out already, is I've picked my favorite, because I'm a fan. I think she writes great pop songs, good melodies. So uh, my guitarly Ray Jepsen. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Series oh, that's is, painful. I can't yeah, believe you're doing that to me. That's right. Painful. And it's, it's me playing an awkward keys as well, because they're all like in like E flat or E flat. So get yeah. me out of my comfort zone. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've been working on. <laughs> We're <We're laughs> But you weren't expecting that, uh, no. but no, that's 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 been that's been fun. And have you been listening to anything new, or just have you just rediscovered your Weird Al? Is it that time of year? Oh, <laughs> there's, dude, I also have I have three boys. Like, there's always Weird Al at my house. Are you kidding? <laughs> Seriously, best dad ever. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, actually, so I've been on a gypsy jazz kick cool. again, probably. But I've got a couple of students who are like, "Hey, this is really interesting." 
so uh grabbed a spotify playlist or two but i've been really kind of digging angelo debar who is just known for his gypsy jazz stuff and just kind of going through his catalog and seeing seeing what he does and what it's like and there's just there's a lot there definitely recommend checking out that's d-e-b-a-r-r-e so very yeah very french so um and of course there's always like the rosenberg family like stocello and jimmy and that sort of thing so definitely check those guys out as well but yeah there's some some great stuff uh from angelo debar that i've been digging i don't know him at all I love this. I love doing this. I get to learn about because I love gypsy jazz, but I rarely get past Django. So, I mean, having a different guitar player to listen to, it's such easy music to listen to. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like you said, like rarely does anybody get past Django, but there's so, you know, when you think about it, and don't get me wrong, Django is great to listen to, but Mm. I kind of struggle through some of his recordings because let's be honest, they were recorded in the 20s, you know. So to have guys who've kind of taken it that next step and, and reintroduce some of his tunes and his music and put a new spin on it, you know, it's, it's great. And you get the high fidelity recording, you get excellent musicianship, and you feel like, hey, I might be able to do that because I know that guy's at least using four fingers instead of just two. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah. yeah that's a, a very yeah that's that's a, a new perspective i would not have thought of yes multiple digits <laughs> yes well that's the that's the disappointing thing about trying to learn django is you realize like oh he was only using two fingers so yeah that's, that's yeah that's fair and then you've got like to, you know tony ayami who had you know four very weak fingers and right. wrote great great songs and um, sweet okay cool anyway, i'm gonna yourself. check out this I'm going to check out this guy. Um, yeah, me, well, John, as we know, and I'm going to say it now for the next podcast episode, I will be defending one of my favorite new metal bands of all time. Oh, Slipknot. no. Yeah. No, no. So I'm, it's Linkin I'm a, Park, isn't it? <laughs> no, John. <laughs> Nine masked men from Iowa um, are going oh. to rock you. I'm going to rock you so bad. Like a so I've been. Yes, like a hurricane, like a scary masked <laughs> hurricane. So I am currently listening through Slipknot's discography to pick up my favorite moments <laughs> to convince you that they are a good band. Uh, so that is, that is our next episode. I will, I will, sway, I will sway you. Um, sweet. Oh, and apart man. from that, uh, one of my students uh, recently requested the inevitable Nothing Else Matters uh, with no experience of finger picking. So that's been fun. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound like you mean that no it's not fun at all but whatever he's paying me um, so, <laughs> no you're pinky you're pinky leave the pinky out of this um, so uh, yeah no it's, uh, it, that, it's, it's you know, life is good um, sweet so uh, anything else to say before we, we depart before we leave no us? no I think we can leave it at that that's good I we think covered so. all the, the topics the bases thanks again to Andy Gillian and yeah and court for fantastic yes. guitars <laughs> for still being there and uh, we love you court uh so that yeah that's us guitar. yes friends tune in for our next episode where we'll be discussing me discussing slipknot uh one of the best metal bands of all time uh <laughs> until then stay sharp